A stu stu Studio D production. Australians, and so they do these like weird YouTube videos where they just get drunk, and without fail, in almost every single episode, Chad pulls his dick out, and they have to like blur it because it's YouTube. But they're like, "Go to our Patreon if you want to see Chad's dick." <laughs> okay, that's a thing. And what is the name of this? I am not going to have a Patreon <laughs> like that. Patreon. I will not be participating if well, that's what we do with I, our it's Patreon. Only, it's like so I will work on content that I don't ever watch, but I still pay them five dollars. Yeah, I Hello, everyone. Welcome to F'd Up Family Storytime. I'm Salem. And I'm Hannah. And here today we have Belle. Hey. And Kelly. Hey. Yay. Woo. How's everyone doing? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Okay. It's Pride Weekend here. It is Pride Happy Weekend. Pride. Yeah. Gay, gay, gay. All day. <laughs> Anybody do anything fun? I bought a shirt that's... The pride shirt. That's as fun as I had this year. <laughs> I wanted to go down and then I was like, oh, there's a lot of people down there. And there I have to people. park and my anxiety started getting all riled up. Yeah. And I was like, how about I stay home and we play video games and I work instead <laughs> in my shirt. We went down to the festival, but only for a little bit. We mostly spent the day hanging out at our friend's house, getting drunk and being gay at their apartment <laughs> and then we walked down to the festival for the last like hour and a half and i ate a turkey leg and it was a good day all festivals should have turkey legs i know I agree and it wasn't as good as the turkey leg at no. the ren fest but it did make me very excited to get you a turkey leg at oh, the i'm ren so fest. ready for the ren fest me too um did you know that the flea market has turkey legs <gasps> no no i did yeah i haven't been to the flea market since i was like a wee bab yeah. When is Impossible or Beyond going to make a turkey leg? <laughs> I feel like I need that in my life. Uh, I think it's going to be a while. Yeah. Oh, I don't damn. know if that, I feel like that would be bad. <laughs> I don't wouldn't. know, man. Some of their food's getting pretty good. That's Since true. I haven't had meat in four years, I, I can't <laughs> remember what it tastes like. And now their food is suddenly getting pretty good. <laughs> You've been brainwashed. <laughs> jesse on the way home from the bar this made me laugh so fucking hard and i'm sorry jess if you're listening but i'm calling you out so i talked everybody into doing a shot i bought <laughs> i bought george james jess and um me you <laughs> and bell i'm all looking at hannah who else who else <laughs> this one bell and so they all lined up to do their shots and James couldn't finish his. So George is like, here, I'll do it. Taking one for the team. So he does like two shots, essentially. We get in the car. I'm driving. George is being pretty good. He was drunk, but he, he was, was just he was he was drunk, behaving but he was himself. Just chatty. He was like, <laughs> Jess was sitting like right behind me. And every time I would, the car would move. She'd just be like, whoa. And she kept making comments like I was driving all crazy. One time that like there were railroad tracks and I went over the bump and I didn't go. Belle wasn't drunk. She knows I didn't go that fast. And Jess is all, whoa, say. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was like, I didn't make the road, Jess. <laughs> She's like, but you're supposed to be driving on it. And I was like, whatever. And then there was another time I was in the left turn lane. At a red light, I was at a complete stop. I get the green arrow, and I turn left. And Jess goes, whoa, say, I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> I'm sitting at the left turn light. <laughs> you should learn to expect a left turn. <laughs> I had to bring that up, call you, call you out, Jess. You were funny. All right, well, maybe it's time to move into the story. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. I want to hear a story. I don't know what this story's going to be. I don't right. either. Well, I do, because it's my story. That's right. I would hope. Hannah. <laughs> I don't either. All right, uh, Hannah. We all just, just sit staring at each other like, like, we're ready for a story. <laughs> Nobody has one. <laughs> um, this. So I wrote this story quite a few weeks ago at this point, so I feel like it's going to be new information to me again. <laughs> okay. I'll be just as surprised as you guys are. Nice. <laughs> 
This is the story of Donald Klein fertility fraud. Um, I got most of my information because I watched the Netflix documentary. Documentary? (laughs) (laughs) Belle threw me off because she started talking. Because I've heard about this. I know. Um, (laughs) I got most of my information from the Netflix documentary, Our Father, which came out. I think probably when I wrote this, it was like that day that it came out and I watched it. And I was like, I'll do a story about that. Now it's late. But not everyone watches things as soon as it comes out. So listen to our story or Hannah's story and then go and watch it. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I'm going to do. Sorry, my nose is so stuffy today. And if you hear that, I apologize. Allergies are everywhere. So, in 2014, Jacoba Ballard decided to take an at-home DNA test, a 23andMe test, after being told by her mother that she had been donor-conceived. So, conceived using a sperm donor, not through typical means of conception. Jacoba's mother, Debbie Pierce, had been a patient of Indiana fertility specialist Dr. Donald Klein in the late 70s or early 80s. Dr. Klein performed an artificial insemination procedure on Debbie Pierce using live sperm samples. And Debbie was told that he would match her with a donor who looked like her husband. Jacoba first asked her mother about being donor conceived because she didn't look like anyone in her family. Her family all had like olive skin, dark hair, dark eyes, and she was blonde haired, blue eyed, very pale. I thought I was going to sneeze. Yeah, and, and now it was it's going to be six sneezes before we get back in the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Damn. <laughs> no, I had to keep sneezing hard. yesterday and I kept giving them shit because it was sneezed like four or five times in a row. I can't help I it. would say bless you like the first two or three times and then I would just say stop. <laughs> so Dr. Klein also told Debbie Pierce that any donor specimen was collected from medical residents and that each sample would only be used three times at maximum, which is pretty standard procedure, I think, for donor conception. You don't want to use the same sample over and over again. That makes sense. I never would have thought that they would have rules like that, but yeah, yeah. we don't want like one person. Well, yeah. there's a word for it. Let me see if I can find it. Consanguinity, which is too many people in a certain geographic area that could potentially be siblings without having any knowledge of it. Yeah, ah. because then we could dumb down our our, our offspring. Yeah, yeah, we don't need help you, with that. And yeah. most of the time, donor-conceived people don't know their biological no. yeah. donor. Yeah. Like, So you would have no idea if this person who you could potentially be dating, potentially be having children with, is related to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm that's so why... glad we have that rule because that means that this story <laughs> definitely won't result in any people. Yep, that's the end of the story. <laughs> <Hey>! No, unfortunately <laughs> not. Um, when Jacoba received her DNA re- test results, she was expecting to have maybe one or two half siblings because of the rule that it would be used at three times maximum. But she discovered that she had seven half siblings. Wow. So obviously the donor specimen was used. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously it was used more than three times, like Dr. Klein had previously stated was the maximum. Jacoba and her siblings began their own investigation into who their donor was and why the sample had been used more than three times. When initially asked, Klein said he couldn't give the siblings any any information on their donor and that their mother's paperwork had been destroyed. Oh. Which he was saying was just like common practice, but that's fucking wild no, to me. That's this not... Had, this come, that, well, that can't be. There was that time that the state of Colorado had absolutely no record on any of my medical history. Do you remember yeah. that? Oh, I remember yeah. when they had no vaccine history, so obviously the clinic didn't report um, your vaccine history to the state of Colorado, and then the clinic was closed, so we couldn't get it. But... Also, if they're just medical records, I mean, I think that information of like who the donor is shouldn't be destroyed completely. But also medical records used to only need to be around for seven years. Yeah, it is. And they've cut it down to like three now. That's crazy. That's insane because I can still get into my Kaiser profile and see every single test that I have ever taken. That's what's nice about online databases is that, that most places aren't going to toss those. But when you're dealing with 
physical paper paper yeah. records you would have warehouses full of shit yeah, you need to like shred that stuff and we still right. do that in educational systems it's a seven years it goes mm-hmm. to some off-site storage for seven years and it has a destroy date on it and then it's destroyed after that because it takes up so much space but there's but that's part of what was cool about kaiser when it was coming out was this idea that like you will always have your records because you don't have to ask to have them transferred from place to place yeah. or whatever um, and also, if you're an active patient, they would keep that. So, like, if you stay yeah. at that clinic for 20 years, they're going to have 20 years worth of records. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. But, it, yeah. But if, like, you no longer are a patient there for one reason or another, after seven years, they're going to toss it. But, but it does seem different. silly that they yeah. will keep record at least of who the donor is. That's what I was yeah. saying. I yeah. think that information, they should at least, it's just like you talked about the schools. I'm pretty sure I could still call down to my high school and get my transcripts because it wasn't that long ago where, but they're not going to have any other, but they'll still have my official transcripts because I might need those someday. Yeah, I think you're right. I think certainly colleges would definitely have official transcripts for, but they're not going to keep any other stuff necessarily. And so they should at least keep that basic information, even if they scrub the whole rest of the file. Because that's information people might need someday or be seeking someday, especially for like medical reasons. If you have some sort of major health concern, they might need to look into, you know. Yeah, there's like a bunch of genetic shit that could be happening mm-hmm. yeah or maybe you want a kidney donor and you're just trying to call yeah. up <laughs> your sperm donor and say hey help can me I, out can you donate again please i appreciate your first donation it was huge <laughs> so they didn't get anywhere trying to find that information from dr klein but eventually jacoba and her half siblings matched with a second cousin named sylvia on the paternal side ah. of their dna and this is all I love 23andMe, man. <laughs> it's kind of scary. So many, it's kind of scary, but like it's just really cool that I guess not cool, but it's like very good that they can catch literal criminals through 23andMe now. That is pretty cool. And like Science. these people who had they never taken a DNA test would have never known that they were. Yeah. That they had half siblings. I'm just, I don't want to find out that I have some kid I didn't know about out there. <laughs> It just that makes you really know <laughs> some kid. No, I just think about <laughs> what? you would be the only one who knew about it because you would have had and to do it. it. Um, I do think though, like, think about this. What if we did a 23andMe and we found out we had like a half sibling out there? Like, that would be fucked up. And I don't yeah. think I want to know. I don't <laughs> like, know that. I don't want somebody knocking on my door going, like, hey, your dad's my dad. I don't think that that would ever happen i honestly don't think that that I don't think is so even either. a possibility but, but i hear you i don't like <laughs> thinking about that that's uh, <laughs> kind of scary fair enough <laughs> no well, i was i was thinking on the flip side i was like if i take a 23 and me test how many more siblings am i gonna have at least two <laughs> yeah maybe sometimes it's better to just not know <laughs> totally totally Unless there's crime involved. Unless there's crime involved. (laughs) Um, So they matched with Sylvia, who gave the siblings a list of surnames within her family tree. One of the names was Swinford, which Donald Klein's mother's maiden name was Swinford. So when confronted about having any Kleins in her family, Sylvia remembered her grandfather's brother's daughter's son, Dr. Donald Klein. It would seem as though Dr. Klein was Jacoba and her half-siblings' biological father. So upon finding out that her mother's fertility doctor had seemingly inseminated her with his own sperm, Jacoba filed a complaint with the Indiana Attorney General's office. That is just such a wild statement. Like, I knew where this was going because (laughs) I'd I'd heard about this. And still, just read it again from the beginning of that sentence, please. (laughs) Upon finding out that her mother's fertility doctor had seemingly inseminated her with his own sperm. That just sounds like, <laughs> who does that? Yeah. 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 So who disgusting. does that? And obviously not just once because she has seven half siblings. Yeah. Right. And how many more of them are out there that haven't taken a DNA test? You'll that find won't out. be in the Uh-oh. database. So she filed a complaint with Indiana Attorney General's office and she received a generic response saying that investigation would happen, but didn't receive any response afterwards. Jacoba started reaching out to numerous news outlets after getting nowhere with the 
attorney general's office, all of which also didn't respond until she contacted Angela Ganote in 2015. So she took the DNA test in 2014, contacted Angela Ganote in 2015. Is um, it, it Ganote? I think so. Or is it just Note? It's G A. Oh, Ganote. Okay. I was just like, I'm thinking Ganat. No, 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 no. G G A. Ganote. Emphasize that. Ganote? I don't know. Ganote. So Angela Ganote worked for Fox 59 and began her investigation after getting contacted by Jacoba. She interviewed Dr. Klein, who immediately denied being any of the siblings' biological father, and Klein upheld what he had told Jacoba's mother, that he used medical resident donations, and no donor was used more than three times, so each child couldn't possibly have more than two siblings. But we have science that says otherwise. Well, and when he was asked to do a DNA test, he refused to do a DNA test to back up any of his claims. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mysterious how those records were destroyed, and yeah, now he doesn't want to do a and DNA test. Don't want to do a DNA test. Yeah, just believe me because I said so. I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Well, and honestly, you'll see later. It kind of just gets down to that that he's a fucking doctor, and so fuck you for trying to go against him. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Cut it out. (laughs) He also told Angela that he was protected under HIPAA and threatened to sue her personally, as well as Fox 59. And he told Angela to, quote, be careful. Whoa. I feel like most people in this country mm-hmm. don't they don't understand, understand HIPAA. HIPAA like yeah. in the least. Because no, that's even not HIPAA. Even no. fucking doctors, apparently. <laughs> no. God, it's, it's so fucking frustrating. <laughs> he probably does understand it, and he thinks that no one else understands no one else it. So if he just throws out HIPAA, yeah. then he won't have to do anything. HIPAA does not protect the doctor. It protects the no. patients. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So within a few weeks of reaching out to the news outlets and Klein's own children, Jacoba was messaged by Klein's children. So she had reached out to his own children at this point and been like, hey, I think your dad is my father. <laughs> And they reached out to her. They told Jacoba that Klein had admitted to being the biological father of the eight siblings, but asserted that he only used his sperm when he didn't have access to a donor. Klein's son said that there couldn't possibly be more than 10 siblings. That's still a lot of siblings. And that's still still a a violation, in my opinion, of like doctor-patient relationship. Yeah, Yeah. not only that, but also like what in the world makes you think that like, oh, we have this regulation in place that only allows three donors to, you know, create whatever the fuck. I'm going to use 10 of my own. Why are you exempt from this? this like regulation like yeah like regardless like i don't know the whole thing is fucked up and shitty it is so sometime later julie Harmon was watching the news when she spotted jacoba on the tv because jacoba and a couple of the other half siblings had like been on fox 59 they were doing other tv spots although i don't know at this point if it was just fox 59 probably because this is still 2015 Julie's husband claimed that Jacoba looked exactly like Julie, so she she questioned her mother, Diana Kessler, Keesler, Keisler? (laughs) Pick one. Diana. (laughs) Diana. So she questioned her mother, Diana, about her being donor-conceived. Diana did happen to be a former patient of Dr. Klein's, but she had brought her husband's sperm with her to Dr. (gasps) Klein's office in order to be inseminated. So she was getting fertility treatments. And at this point in like the 70s, 80s, live sperm insemination was like not very common. So she Diana even mentions in the documentary about how she remembers she had to get to the office within an hour. Otherwise, the sperm would die. And she had to like keep it somewhere warm and... And she, like, remembers bringing her husband's sperm to Dr. Klein's office. What? Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So Diana assured Julie that she was not conceived using donor sperm, so she had no reason to believe that she was related to Jacoba. Still, Julie recognized the physical similarities between her and Jacoba, so she decided to get a DNA DNA test, which confirmed her worst fears. Julie was, in fact, related to Jacoba, meaning she was more than likely Dr. Klein's biological child. Oh, my God. So, Klein's assertion, his statement that he only used his own sperm when he had no other donor available, automatically false, because here is a woman who 
her and her husband are both going. They're wanting to use her husband's sperm to do artificial insemination. And she brought it with her and he just threw it away and yeah. he used his own. Well, and if I was her husband, I would be I would be knocking down no his fucking shit. door yeah. and yeah. What? Or Is the, that like or the woman. God damn. That- what a violation absolutely mm-hmm. and also i is there um is that like a common practice to like because i know that you, like i know that if you're like retrieving eggs and then you're trying like if you're doing things outside of the body and like you're doing a lot of the medical stuff and all of that like i know that there are times where you would have you know things separate but if it's just insemination is that a common practice for people to like, what is the benefit of doing that? Not, I'm not, I'm, I'm curious, but it's just distra- Of it's doing what exactly? I'm sorry. Of her bringing her husband's sperm and oh. being inseminated. I in think that, that well, first of all, it was like very early into live sperm insemination. At this point, Dr. Klein's office was one of the only ones in like Indiana doing it at this point, And they were very good at it. And so I think common practice for now is not what common practice would have been maybe. But I do think still that it is pretty common if you are going to get inseminated that you might try out like your partner's sperm first instead of doing donor sperm. I I guess I'm just not sure why... Why they don't just have sex? Yes. It's something about the placement. And they still still do that. I'm not exactly sure why, but they still do. If you're going through fertility treatments, they still will do insemination like that. I watched a movie. I don't remember what it was called about a woman who was going in for a pap smear. And the doctor got the rooms mixed up. Jane the Virgin. It was Jane the Virgin. Yeah. 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 So, um... I'm inclined to think because of that show that they still use the practice. No, but it's something about the placement. Yeah, but it's also the woman has to be in that state, do all the fertility treatments, and they yeah. test and make sure. And I would imagine that they would have tested the husband's sperm to make sure that it's viable. Okay, and that makes okay. a little bit more sense for me. And I wasn't trying to like shame the person who's obviously the victim yeah. here. I just wanted to better understand why this was a practice because i think i think rather than it being like an infertility issue in this case it could have been like just not like the placement of it the egg wasn't implanting or something and so making sure that you have it in the correct spot sometimes your body isn't exactly the right shape for it to be easy for sperm to get where it needs to go sometimes maybe his sperm was viable but not the most mobile you know, I don't know. No, that totally makes sense. That helps me understand. Because I just know that there's times where you would do like the entire, um, I don't. I guess you wouldn't call it insemination, but the entire like meeting of egg and sperm out of the body and then <laughs> yeah, you replace it. and then implant it. But I, I just didn't understand that. And that helps me, again, not shaming any or not trying to blame anyone or say that she did anything wrong. I just needed to understand that. And I think that's probably Regardless, like a, it's still awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think like the insemination is probably a first step. And then if that doesn't work, maybe nowadays you move on to the outside of that could work. The yeah. Body yeah. And, and also everything. maybe, you know, some, not every uh, marriage is a, a, a sex like is ba- or has sex as a part of it. So maybe that's that could also be a, yeah. a value, a valid reason. I cannot talk for um, yeah. for doing insemination if they're like that sex is not a part of our relationship and we still want to have a child. So definitely reasons. But thank you for explaining it. At least that's as the best I understand it with my yeah, very someone who limited is not knowledge. a fertility yeah. doctor. <laughs> Correct. Or have and gone through us. any of the experience. Yeah. If there's a fertility doctor out there in the world listening to this <laughs> and you want to school us, please do because it's do. fascinating. Yes. You can write us in at ffsthepodcast at gmail.com is that correct that is correct Great. <laughs> as long as you are not inseminating your patients with your own sperm we don't yes. want to talk to you then if, if no. you do i will report you yes. <laughs> so klein's other assertion that he couldn't possibly have more than 10 biological children julie was the 14th sibling at this point wow wow As more siblings began popping up, so Julie was not the last sibling, uh, Klein agreed to meet with Jacoba and some other half-siblings. The siblings agreed, or sorry, the siblings asked Klein if he had any family medical issues that they should be aware of. Many of the siblings had experienced medical problems and many had autoimmune disorders. Klein said there was nothing to worry about and claimed that he was perfectly healthy. And then the, cl- the siblings also asked why Klein had used his own sperm, to which he replied he did it because the mothers were desperate for children and he was doing it to help them. 
bullshit. I don't like him. Yeah, I don't like yeah. him either. I do have a question. Yes. Were there any cases of the feared marrying each other for the reason for the the three donor rule? As far role? as I know, no. <laughs> okay. But they, mo- many of the siblings live very close to one another. Yeah. So it's possible that they could have dated in like high school or something and not known it. Gross. As far as I know, though, as adults, they are not married to anybody who is related to them, thankfully. Ugh. Yikes. Yeah. Could you imagine going your whole life, like being in a relationship with this person, developing a life and getting married and starting a family and then finding out. 30 years <laughs> fucking later, you find out that you're brother and sister horrifying uh, there was a house episode that haunted me for many years <laughs> about two neighbor teenagers who like fell in love and were gonna run away together and then they found out that the dad had had an affair with the neighbor do you remember, I remember that episode? one i do oh, no. and i was like ah yeah that's terrifying <laughs> i i don't remember any other house episode but that one stuck with me <laughs> I just don't date people who live near you i guess just don't date people <laughs> just don't date people just don't date, people. Just don't date yeah So after this, Klein stated that there couldn't possibly be more than 15 siblings. So his number keeps rising as more (laughs) siblings keep popping up. (laughs) And more siblings did keep popping up, including Matt White, who was sibling number 17. Oh, my God. So when Matt's mother, Liz White, found out about his DNA test results, um, she had said that she was raped 15 times and she didn't even know it because she had gone in multiple times trying to get inseminated and every time it was dr klein sperm after he began speaking with reporters from fox 59 klein actually called jacoba in order to enlist her help for damage control he said that he was getting a real problem quote unquote with the news station demanding that they meet with him and he tried to guilt jacoba by saying i'll be hurt badly and he said that he didn't think he was doing anything wrong at the time my god just the fact if i were in that position and he even tried to call me to do damage control I would have, because I'm a petty bitch, I would have then got at him even harder. I mean, like, you have the audacity to come at me after all of this bullshit that, you know, no. Get ready for it. They're coming after you harder, asshole. Jacoba recorded the phone call for prosperity, which is good. Um, But it's in the documentary, and he is just, like, so... He obviously doesn't think that anything he did was wrong and is so worried about his own well-being and his image that he's and his image that he's like guilting this person who he also doesn't want to have anything to do with like he doesn't want to take care of these children but but like how stupid do you have to be to he obviously knows that he did something wrong because he's he was hiding it initially and he knows that there are rules and regulations do you think that he actually believes what he's saying? Do you think that he's somehow like reconciled it in his own brain that he doesn't think that it was wrong? Or, I mean, I know this is like mental health things that kind uh-huh. of can mess you up in those ways, but like how stupid I, would you have to be? I, mean, I pretty think, stupid to do it in the first place. Well, yeah. I think that he is so narcissistic and so fucking up his own ass that he really and in his heart he doesn't think that he did anything wrong and he thinks he's blessing these women with his children but he knows that legally and he knows that in terms of him being a doctor he did something wrong and and that's why he's hiding it like you said like oh I did these women a favor and also I wonder like you said he's so narcissist that it's like and and my DNA is is the best DNA and because Mm. I'm such a smart and intelligent doctor yeah yeah everybody needs to have yeah gross Meanwhile, more people were discovering that they were biological children of Dr. Klein. So right now we're at 17. Matt White is number 17. But this included Heather Wook, who was sibling number 22. Wow. And she received a DNA test from her husband as a gift. She never suspected that she was donor conceived because her parents trusted their doctor with their fertility treatments. So this was another instance of both of her parents going for fertility treatments not trying to conceive using a donor and then Heather ended up being one of Dr. Klein's children. 
How, what are the age ranges? Like how they're many? They're all around the same age. So they're all. Years did he do this for? He, he was a fertility doctor for a long time, but it seems like all of these cases are coming out around like the late seventies, early eighties. So they're all kind of around the same age. I'm not sure the and exact then age he range. He probably though. just got to a point where he couldn't get it up anymore. <laughs> just got too old. <laughs> Another sibling was Lisa Shepard Stidham, who is sibling number 33. Holy shit. Lisa had asked for a DNA test for Christmas, but when she got her results, she had a lot of matches that said closely related. She was contacted by a sibling and was told that Dr. Klein was her biological father. Because at this point, any time that any of the siblings who had taken a DNA test got a new match mm-hmm. on 23andMe, they would immediately reach out and be like, hey, I know this is probably hard for you to hear, but I'm your sibling. And that's how they kind of like got Rallied together. Everybody. Yeah. So Lisa asked her mother about her conception and her mother confirmed that Lisa's father had a low sperm count and they were recommended to a specialist, Dr. Donald Klein. Lisa's mother said she had the procedure done twice, but both time her husband had been there with her and provided a sample. So he was at the facility, provided a sample. So but it had, all looks the same once yeah. it's in a jar. So, But they, they had no reason to believe that Lisa was not her father's biological child until she took the DNA test. That's horrifying. That is. It's really sad. There's a lot. I didn't realize how many of these examples were going to be. I didn't even want a donor. Like, yeah. I, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I would say it's about in from the ones that I have read about, it's like 50/50 donors and they didn't even want a donor. They were probably so thrilled. Like if they're yeah. having fertility is- issues or challenges, they were probably so thrilled when it like took and they were, you know, and they're like, "Yay," you know, yeah. and to find out it was all fake. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Around the time that Fox 59 was about to air their story on Dr. Klein, some of the siblings started experiencing harassment. Jacoba went out one morning and found that all of the lug nuts on her tires had been removed. All of them on like all four tires. All of them had been removed. Julie's email was hacked and every email she had pertaining to Klein was deleted. And Heather started receiving calls asking if she wanted to purchase a plot at the cemetery. Yes. I just want to know... The kinds of assholes that are in this prick's corner. Well, he was a very prominent member. To be harassing all of these people that are obviously victims. Like, how do you hear his story? And whether he has this fucking prominence in the community or not, like, how do you hear this story and continue to not only support him, but associate with him at all. Like if I, anybody, if I found out, like I would go out of my way to not interact with them. We are not friends anymore. Let alone like hope for their fucking jail time. Like this is disgusting. I can only imagine that they believe he's innocent and this is all made up or something. You have the the DNA test. I know. You have. Well, he he (laughs) He hasn't taken a test. Yeah, he never took a test, right? Yeah, so at this point, I think people who were in his court are kind of just assuming that Either there was an error on 23andMe because it wasn't directly related to his DNA. It was just related to his or it was like traced back to his paternal. But isn't he also admitting that he did all of these things? Not in public, I don't think. Okay, so he's would he be denying that they even went to his clinic then? Because like at best right now, what it looks like is that you violated this regulation and used the same sample 35 times. Yeah. At best, that's what it looks like. Whether it's yours or not. Yeah. How much evidence needs to compile? Like how many more fucking siblings need to get together before legal action is taken? I'll get into the legality of it in the second half. Um, Okay. Be prepared to be confused. Incense? Confused and upset. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm always prepared off. to be confused. <laughs> I'm always prepared uh. to be pissed off. <laughs> so, like I said, Klein was a prominent member of the community. Aside from being a doctor, he was also seen as a philanthropist and was an elder of the church. And I think, honestly, that's where a lot of the harassment and a lot of people backing him up comes from. Makes because sense. He was an elder of the church. He would do baptisms in his pool in his backyard. So, he had this like huge group of 
church community that, that feels was creepy like to me too. is it a mormon I church i'm not religious i don't think so but i would not go to a random man's backyard to be baptized. I know. backyard swimming <laughs> well i don't know when i was went to the church of the rapture when i was younger um the church was actually held in like the community room of this really shitty rundown trailer park and <laughs> oh. then <laughs> it was really kind of creepy so yeah <laughs> yeah and I bet you he did backyard baptisms too. Probably. Probably. But he wasn't getting my <laughs> ass in that fucking water. <coughs> yeah. That's right. He made me say the words, but I didn't mean it. So Klein, <laughs> Klein was deeply religious and had been ever since accidentally hitting and killing a four-year-old with his car in 1963. What? He's always been an asshole. <laughs> he, yeah. So there was an incident in 1963. He was driving down a road. A little girl jumped out from behind a car on her bike. He hit her and killed her. That is my nightmare. That is I an know. accident. Yeah, that it is, is an, an accident. accident. It was the girl's fault. Honestly. I don't. I don't want. I mean, like her, her parents' fault. Maybe they should have told her not to run out into the street or to run out from between I, parked cars uh, or to look both yeah. ways. Uh, not yeah. that it's anybody's fault. It's, it's no an accident. Fault. It was an accident. It was an accident. Uh, and and I don't his... want to sympathize for him, but I kind of do in that moment. Well, and that his, is really shitty. His friends said that this is when he decided to change his life, and he became extremely religious afterwards. One example of this is when he was speaking to Jacoba once, Klein said that his favorite scripture was Jeremiah 1.5, which reads, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. That's, that's fucking creepy. Yeah. Jeremiah is supposed to be God saying that, not some asshole doctor I know. saying that. And he like just fully out of context. He said this like no one asked him about it. He was just like, can I tell you my favorite Bible verse? What do you that think? Is so creepy. That what do you creepy. think the ratio? So <laughs> what do you think the ratio of doctors with God complexes versus doctors oh. without God complexes is? Easy, easy 70-30. Oh, I was going to say 40-60. Oh, yeah. No, that's fair. A lot of scientific people end up being atheists. Most doctors are good. Yeah, yeah but I mean just that that whole like I have all this power. I, I save lives. Uh, I create well, lives. It gets worse. <laughs> I don't want it to get worse. <laughs> that that quote, that Bible scripture quote. Uh, some of the believe Jeremiah one five whatever. <laughs> I swear to God, Jeremiah one five. <laughs> some of the siblings believe that this quote could point towards Klein being a part of the quiverful fundamentalist group. Gross. Do you know what the quiverful? No, no. Okay. Quiverful. Do they have a lot of arrows? Ah, quiverful is a cult-like fundamentalist group that is aimed at having as many children as possible in order to be arrows in God's war. Oh, it comes from this quote: "Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons of one's youth. Happy is the man who has a quiver full of them." But don't you have to then like teach these children to love God and be arrows of God yeah. instead of just putting them into the world yeah. <laughs> to be potential serial killers or atheists <laughs> or whatever? Like This is just like a, a theory that some of the siblings have because of how deeply religious okay. Klein is. And like, really, they don't have any other well, explanation it, for why he was doing this. It makes yeah. me wonder about the timeline, too. Because if he became super religious in the 60s after having this accident and then in the 70s and 80s was inseminating all of these people against their will. Well, I think he was pretty young in 63. But I don't I know if he mean, was like, a fertility doctor well, yet. Yeah, and that's kind of what I mean. Like, did he go into this practice with in that, order to fulfill that intention yeah. after he became so deeply ingrained in the religion. And maybe it even started, this is all speculation, but I mean, maybe just, yeah, it <laughs> even started with just like with an, a genuine altruistic approach of like, I want to help to have more babies in the world in general, not mine necessarily. I yeah. respect you for wanting to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I do <laughs> not. Well, but him. I just think that a lot of things that start with this like, oh, I'm going to serve God in this way, can, you know, that can be where it starts and then yeah. it can go down yeah. a nasty I do turn. think most people turn to religion with good intentions, but it's so easy yeah. to get, it's like completely warped. 
There's also like a lot of cult leaders and that cult mentality where they do like want to have a bajillion children. Yeah. And that's I wanted to ask, too, if he was Mormon, because he could just be wanting to spread his Mormon seed. I I mean, there's a lot of I think he was just very kind of extremely Christian. There's a lot of ideologies, though, that like, yeah, like we'll, we'll put that seed and well specifically a man's head have a bajillion children and a lot of it honestly comes down to that idea of like the quiverful idea like a lot like iblp because i also watched the duggar documentary i haven't watched Um, it yet is it gonna make me like have your own little army it's your own little army they mention it then too they mention the exact same quotes that like klein is mentioning because jeremiah 1 5 is a bible verse that is very frequently used by the quiverful fundamentalists Uh, jeremiah um i fucking i'm gonna leave Good, I'm over this story. Also, I don't want to finish it. Notedly, we're so close to the break. Also, notedly, the Quiverful movement was born out of white supremacy. Are we surprised? No. No, nope, we are not. No. <laughs> the the Quiverful fundamentalists believed that there weren't enough white Christian children, so they devoted themselves to having more. Didn't you say that these kids are like little Aryan kids? Uh-huh. So a lot of the children are worried about the potential potentiality of Klein being involved in the Quiverful movement oh. because... Almost every single one of these donor-conceived children are white, and a majority of them have blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh, and that's scary. That's shit. crazy yeah. too. Because didn't even tell that one lady, the Jacoba's mom, right? Jacoba was supposed to have a donor that had that looked the dark like olive skin and yep. the dark eyes, and she ended up blonde and blue-eyed. Yeah. So that might be his motivation that he just wanted to be spreading white. Seed like like he wanted gross yeah oh I so I wonder how many of the people he did this to were darker toned or everyone in the documentary I think all of his children are white um, everyone in the documentary was they were all white and most of them were blonde haired blue eyed um, so like he the was women. seeking the look but I okay I was a, just a decent if he was... amount were darker like olive skinned a little bit more tan not quite as pale had like brown hair or black hair because i just wonder if like when you're choosing if this was his motivation when you're choosing you're like oh well that kid's gonna be blonde anyway so i won't put my seed there but over here these people have darker tones of their skin even if it's not like they're not necessarily brown or black people but these people look a little darker so i'm gonna put my seed here to try and lighten them up a bit do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, though. That's, a, that's probably not true, then. I Yeah, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. just because the few people that were in the documentary, I think there were, like, five families in total. Maybe a couple siblings that they briefly showed, but, like, the siblings all look very much like him. Okay. And I will we'll go to break after this thought that a lot of the siblings share. If Klein would just tell them why he did what he did then they wouldn't have to come to these conspiracy theorist conclusions because they don't necessarily want to believe that it like has something to do with him being a white supremacist or with him being a part of the quiverful movement. But what other explanation? Why? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could... If you don't want these rumors swirling around you, just tell the fucking truth. It could just be as simple as he's just a little off his rocker yeah. and you know, I don't know, but yeah, if you're not going to tell people, any information, they're going to build a conspiracy, Absolutely. whatever You can't be mad about that shit. If you're going to hide every part about your life, you can't be mad when people tar- start talking shit and speculating about your life. Yeah. Yep. And if you Especially didn't want all this attention, be an asshole. if you didn't want all this attention, don't go have 35 children. Mm-hmm. What was the total? Or are you going to mention that later? Uh, I'll mention it at the end. Okay. But as of right now, we are at 33. 33. Oh my God. Yes. All right. And sicko. that's where we'll take our break. All Yuck. right. I'm going to go eat a donut. I need a donut after this. (laughs) Hey, little Shemmies. Thanks for tuning in. While we were on our break, I just wanted to let you guys know how you can get a hold of us if you wanted to send us an email with your spooky stories. I'm still waiting for you to tell me those so I could tell them to you. Our email is ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear from you on the various social media sites. We're ffsthepodcast on Instagram and on Twitter and 
on Facebook. You can find us at E-F-F-E-D Up Storytime. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. We love you, Shemmies. And uh, back to the show. story let's yeah. do it back from break i guess fuck i guess i know i'd rather talk about video games <laughs> yeah podcast like, is canceled We're i like that like every episode that i've been on lately we have a little final fantasy talk <laughs> whether it makes it into the final edit i don't know but I do love it. <laughs> we just have to. So like we're becoming a partial video game podcast. <laughs> Jess did no. tell me actually while we were in the car and mom was driving us around that she watched Hot Rod recently so that she can continue to stay up <laughs> on our. <laughs> she mentioned that to me too. And then she said, whoa, say. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. Uh, all right. Speaking of callbacks. Uh, as I mentioned in the other half of the episode, Jacoba had filed a complaint with the attorney general's office in 2015. The prosecutor was Tim Delaney, and he declined to prosecute because there was no f- law forbidding Klein's conduct. No explicit law in Indiana d- forbidding Because there conduct. shouldn't have to be a law uh, that yeah. says you shouldn't inseminate your patients with your own sperm. That yeah. shouldn't have to exist. No. And yet, and here, yet we here we even, are. Even the fact that he did so many people with the same sperm. There's no legal Okay. It's just a standard It's practice. just, it's just standard a medical practice. standard. Jesus. So he could lose his license probably, mm-hmm. but not Send him to, to jail! Uh, Delaney didn't deny that what occurred was a sexual violation, but legally there is no sexual violation there. And he said that saying Dr. Klein committed rape was a legal assertion that was not true. Ew. (sighs) Yeah. So Indiana sexual assault law says that rape must have both force and non-consent. Yuck! The lack of consent was there, but the force was not. And so I hate that's a horrible law. That's not. Yep. That God. means that you can't You're... prosecute anyone who like does date rape stuff or, yep. or um, like date rape drugs or whatever. Like you can't prosecute anyone who. Oh, that's bull. Yeah, that's you can't ridiculous. prosecute. Is that still... married couples? You can't prosecute. Like, is yeah. that still a law? I don't know. I think it might be changed, but I'm not sure. God. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, there are provisions in Indiana law that say that rape can include conduct that the victim does not know is sexual, but the perpetrator does know is sexual. Since Dr. Klein used live sperm in his inseminations, he would have had to masturbate immediately before inseminating his patients. So there was that potentiality mm-hmm. that like he knew that it was sexual. The clients didn't know. They thought that it was clinical. They thought it was medical. And who's to say when the touch stops being sexual, though, and starts being clinical? That was the problem. So he. The whole thing! But legally, <laughs> when they're trying to prosecute this, it could have very easily been spun that it was a sexual touch when he was getting his sperm, but as soon as he walked into the room to inseminate the patients, it was clinical. That it became clinical. Still- and therefore, it's not legally the under the rape statute. You can masturbate in your office over your lunch, and then when yeah. you walk in the door. Yeah, but it's when you different. masturbate in your office yeah. over your lunch, you're not walking out of your office carrying a jar of your fucking sperm. I agree. I agree, I agree but legally, the law does I, not agree. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, it's with, like what is, you do outside I'm of the gonna, room is a separate here, here, I'm going to start walking around everywhere I go carrying a jar of fucking sperm and seeing how people feel about that <laughs> seeing if they feel sexually violated I mean, if you did that in a fertility clinic people probably wouldn't look twice at That's you no, i know but i just mean uh, i don't know though. i agree i agree <laughs> it doesn't it's but not i still want you to walk I'm around going to. I'm going to. sperm and Wait. asking people if they feel sexually Are you violated <laughs> do you do you think the situation is sexual or clinical <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So Tim Delaney was still he still refused to prosecute because the jury would not be willing to buy rape from the victims because they had consented to being artificially inseminated in the first place, which is kind of what the whole thing comes down Mm -hmm. to. Like the fact that they had agreed to do this, agreed to this procedure, even though it wasn't the sperm that they were. It wasn't the donor that they had agreed to. They still agreed to the procedure. And so therefore it would be less likely that someone would prosecute for rape. I could 
almost see the argument better. Like, because I understand what he's saying that, like, yeah, this sucks, but the law doesn't support it, so I yeah. can't prosecute it. But I would understand this better if there weren't any cases of him literally switching sperm. Yeah, yeah. If it was just like you because sign that's up for not a donor, consent. and here is a donor, and yeah. maybe it doesn't have all the exact same like qualifications you looked for in the little book, but you asked for an anonymous donor. Here's an anonymous donor. Yeah. But when it's I'm bringing you my sperm and you are switching it, yeah. that mm-hmm. seems like that should have been something they could have prosecuted. I'm trusting yeah, but there's you. no law, there's no precedent for it, and so uh, but they weren't willing to prosecute because there was no precedent. And in the documentary, so start that precedent. <laughs> yeah, I know every precedent came from a time when there was no precedent. <laughs> That's what a precedent exactly. is, exactly. But. In, like when it comes to prosecuting and shit, no one wants to be the president. They don't want to lose. lose. And yeah. also, I know that there's definitely the I don't want to lose thing, which is definitely a, a thing here. But also, if they ever hope to prosecute in the future. Yeah, yeah you can't double you can't, jeopardy. Right. Yeah. So like, if you think you're going to lose, you don't prosecute, not just because you want to be a big man who wins, but also because then you can never prosecute again. Yeah. Yeah. And there there were a lot of the the mothers in the documentary who had said that like if Dr. Klein had asked if he could use his sperm, they would have said no and they would have not done mm-hmm. yeah. the procedure. Yeah. So Tim Delaney didn't do anything to try and prosecute Klein, but Angela Ganote, the beautiful woman uh who worked for Fox fifty nine, the journalist was finally able to convince the attorney general to charge Klein with something. Good. Because during his initial interview with Angela, Klein claimed that he did not use his own specimen in any artificial insemination. And he confirmed this lie, he asserted this lie on paperwork that he had given to the attorney general's office during their initial investigation. And Klein also threatened to sue Jacoba for libel and slander in this paperwork with the attorney general's office. So ultimately, the lying and the threatening were enough to charge Klein with obstruction mm. of justice. And he was willing to do that. Yeah. So he wasn't completely yeah. unwilling to do anything. He just didn't have evidence to do anything And there was else, or- more chance that he could get charged with something, get jail time for the, the obstruction of justice charges, whereas if they made the risk of trying to get him on rape he probably would have never seen well, any I jail Here's time. the thing, though, is rape. how often do rape cases translate to jail time in the first yeah. place? I just, yeah, I, sure. I honestly don't think rape is the correct charge for him because... That's all they had to go That's all they had, I like, know. That's the only thing they could charge like, him with. Like, sexual Medical assault. malpractice? Medi- yeah, that, well, yeah, that's yeah, a big one. That is a big one. Because yes, anything, but there's whether also he... Like, No, I just like whether he going on the medical malpractice, like whether he used his own sperm or not, the fact that he was actively lying to his patients and performing a yeah, like a procedure that is not being represented the way that he is representing without consent, without their consent. But that makes more sense. Can you get jail time for medical malpractice? Yeah, Yeah, you can. can? Yeah, yeah. So that's what they should have done. If you don't have a law to support rape, then they should have gone with. Well, I also wonder if having this journalist up his ass made him be like, "Fuck, fine, I guess I'll do something," because I don't trust lawyers and I don't trust this guy. But also, though, I do think like sexual assault of some sort yeah. should have yeah. been a charge. Yeah, not you know. rape, but some other type of sexual assault. I definitely think so, too. You're yeah. right. But, but I, I can mean, see them I'll... saying we don't have enough, like we can't charge them well, with and rape. And if they don't have a law on know. Indiana about sexual assault other than it's forced... Force and, and non-consent. non-consensual yeah. has to meet those two criteria, I highly doubt that they have a law about sexual misconduct I mean it sounds like that's more nuanced than that it sounds like the district attorney's hands were somewhat tied and also he eventually found a way to do something I mean Al Capone got put away for tax tax instead of all the men he killed so you know at least you got him for something for something yeah Um, So because they were charging him with obstruction of justice, the prosecutor was finally able to obtain DNA from Klein, which confirmed that he was the sibling's biological father. Wow. He was charged with two felony counts of obstruction of justice and pled guilty in order to avoid going to a trial. Jacoba was allowed to read a victim impact statement during his um, 
what do you call it, I guess, if you don't go to trial? Yeah, his sentencing. (laughs) During his sentencing, she read a victim impact statement, but they prevented her from being able to mention anything that wasn't relevant to just Klein lying to the attorney general's office. So she wasn't allowed to tell her story or like mention any of the things that he had done if it didn't pertain to him just lying, which is super shitty. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Klein had numerous letters of support from the community, including one, I think, from a prosecutor in the area that he lived, who he knew and wrote a letter on his behalf to the judge that I think the judge also knew. And so the judge was very sympathetic towards him, according to Jacoba. And Klein received a suspended sentence, which meant that he served no jail time. Ew! Yep. Boo! To this day, has he still not received any jail time? Yep, no jail time. He was sentenced to a... He was sentenced as a level six felon, and he was fined $500. And that's it. (laughs) We should harass him. Did he... Oh, my God. Lose his medical license? I think so. Do you have his address? (laughs) I'm going to just start leaving jars of sperm on his doorstep. (laughs) Every night, I'll just leave a jar of sperm on his doorstep. I'll talk to Kyle. (laughs) God damn. Uh, Even after his sentencing, more siblings started appearing. So more people are taking DNA tests and being confirmed to be his biological children. Carrie Foster is one of these people, and she discovered that she was sibling number 53. Oh, my Oh, that's so sad. What? Uh-huh. Who is And they're not doing guy? anything. Do they ever get together and have a big old party? <laughs> like a once a year, family <laughs> reunion, you got to rent out a little rent room at the, the community hall. Like, <laughs> oh, oh. God. Carrie said that it was incredibly important to her parents that their donor was healthy so that their child could be healthy. However, Carrie has numerous digestive and colon issues, none of which are present on her mother's side, so they have to be present from Dr. Klein's side. Uh, Heather, who is sibling number 22, who we talked about earlier, discovered she had an autoimmune disease, a blood clotting disorder that caused her to have a miscarriage. Many of the siblings have autoimmune disorders, like I mentioned earlier, and other various health problems. And as it turns out, Dr. Klein has rheumatoid arthritis. Which would automatically suspend him from being a donor in Uh any other situation except for the fact that he forcibly put his own sperm into these women. Yep. And for those of you who don't know who are listening, rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disorder, can cause a lot of other health problems. And Dr. Klein had known about this for years, had been being treated for it for years. In sperm banks... 30% of donors don't make it past a questionnaire due to family medical history. It's very rigorous. Even in the 70s and the 80s, early into like live sperm insemination, they still had very strict rules regarding who could be a donor. Dr. Klein would not have been allowed to be a donor at any sperm bank. And he was fully aware of his disease and knowingly inseminated people still, which is the biggest issue. Like if... That informed decision is the biggest yes. issue. Yes. Because, like, the fact that the you would not be allowed to be a donor at a sperm bank. Yeah. Says something. <laughs> yeah. He crossed so many lines. Everything. Every single thing that he's done has been a fucking issue. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't think that I can label one as being worse uh-huh. than the other. You're right, Belle. Let's say that he had the, it was the epitome of health and he was this sort of, like, amazing um, uh, what do you call it? Seed. Like his seed was like this, like Ew. this prime what seed. Is, there are words that I can't think of, but like he, he really is like, oh, we should be so lucky to have children with this seed. It still isn't it's okay. Still not no, okay. It's still fucking still gross. Not okay. Uh, so there was another sibling discovered, Allison Kramer, who is the 61st sibling. <laughs> Jesus. She. <laughs> Allison took a DNA test because her and her children were diagnosed with a genetic disorder. Uh, She didn't know her parents had received fertility treatments other than some medications, so she wasn't expecting a response from Jacoba. Initially, Allison disregarded the message until she saw Jacoba and some of the other siblings on the Dr. Phil show on December 9th, 2019. She immediately recognized Jacoba as being the person who had contacted her on 23andMe, And this one is so sad. Allison's parents were very close friends and colleagues of Dr. Klein's. Oh, no. Klein had actually visited Allison's house when she was a child. Mm. And there are pictures of him holding her as an infant. 
Oh my god. Ew. Klein was not only Allison's mother's fertility doctor, but he was also Allison's own fertility doctor. Oh no. So her no. biological father knowingly did breast exams, pap smears, and other gynecological exams on his own biological daughter. That's his, sick. The children are his, right? No. Okay. No. Not that that makes it that much better, but I was a little terrified. No, that would be. Yeah, I was also terrified. No, no, no. As far as it seemed in the documentary, there was no concern of that. Just the extreme violation. violation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as if that's not enough. So as of today, there are 94 known <laughs> biological offspring of Dr. Donald Klein. I was wondering if we'd hit 100. As of today, and there are still more people who are getting DNA tests done, so There's that number be over could be spiked. Yeah. It could be way more than 94. In 2018, the mothers and siblings successfully passed legislation in Indiana making illicit donor inseminations illegal. There's still no federal law making this illegal, though. Really? Why do we have to have laws about stupid things no well, one should be doing? I know. we. I, I acted shocked that there's no law, federal law, but at the same time, you're right. There shouldn't have to be a fucking law but for this. the fact that there wasn't is why Donald Klein never yeah. went to prison for it. And like now that we know that we this is why we can't have nice things, then we, <laughs> then should, we should put have in a, a federal law. law. <laughs> now that there is a law, he was never fucking prosecuted for those crimes. Can they go back and prosecute him? But there wasn't a law at the time. Though. Yeah, so I don't know. I would guess no. I would guess not. If the information uh, came out after the law was passed, no. No. I don't know. That seems silly. It's like if it's not. It wasn't illegal. But it wasn't then. illegal when it happened. <sighs> and so you can't double shit. back it and say so... that it was illegal. It's illegal now, but when it happened, it wasn't illegal. Yeah, I don't know. And it's also like talk about setting precedents. If we start saying that we can prosecute people when they did things that were legal, legal. just because we now decided that it's not legal, that sets a pretty nasty no, precedent. It does, but I do think there that should, there should be, be something, something yeah, said be about something. the like the effects, you know? I don't yeah. know. Like well, at least the, the damage, like, they do the amount suit? of they so I'm so mad. I know. <laughs> they have done a civil suit. There have been multiple civil suits, I think. Uh, so as of 2022, Klein has paid out more than $1.35 million to settle civil lawsuits filed by donor children and their families. And there are currently three more lawsuits pending. Good. So something. that's yeah. something. It's not what it should be. No, I hope something. that every single one of them comes after money and I hope he ends up fucking homeless and dies on the street because that's the uh -huh. only justice that'll get, apparently. There are, as of right now, there are 44 other doctors in the United States who have been found using their own sperm to inseminate what? fertility patients. This is a thing? It's a when thing. When are we going to make this a law? Klein is still the most prolific of all of these doctors. I don't think any of them got anywhere near to having 44 conceived children or 94, not 44. But this is like a big thing. And there are whole communities of like donor conceived children on TikTok and on Facebook and on all these social media platforms talking about this and talking about like the actual horrors of donor con wow. conception. And yeah, it's crazy. That's it. That's, That's wild. That is really messed up, Hannah. I know. That was an effed up story. <laughs> I think we were on brand for this episode. <laughs> Jeez. Yep. I feel yeah. kind of well, sick. Well, fuck that guy. All right. Well, maybe I'm now. I'm curse him when I get home. I'm maybe now it's time spell. for something not fucked up. Yes, please. Ooh. One thing doesn't suck. One thing doesn't suck. Wow. I forgot what it was. <laughs> So in honor of Pride Month, in honor of being the gay that I am, <laughs> I my thing that doesn't suck is that the U.S. court blocked the Florida law restricting drag performances, I think for the third time this month. Oh, my month. God. Uh, so we love to see that. We love it. They, uh, in all three cases, the issues supported by DeSantis, fuck Ron DeSantis, I will just say forever and always, it lost on grounds that the laws appear to infringe on people's constitutional rights. Oh, you think? Ooh, wow. You don't say. 
And they prevented the state from enforcing a law that bans minors from attending, quote unquote, obscene live performances because it's too broad. And the, the judge refused to dismiss the law entirely, though, meaning the underlying lawsuit challenging it will go forward. So there's some slightly good news, slightly good game. Yeah, that ended on a little bit uh, of a down take out, note. Take out that last bit. <laughs> but we will, it will be blocked again and again. And I mean, it's been blocked three times this yeah. month already. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> good news. And like I said in my last one that I did, I think like Tennessee is being sued by the federal government for being unconstitutional in their ban of gender affirming care. So yeah. That's there good. are more Woo! good people in this world than bad. There just seems to be a lot of bad in power, us, and we have to. If all of us good people them. got together to kill Ron DeSantis, <laughs> no, the world we, would be a better place. All of us place. good we people got together <laughs> to burn everything to the fucking ground. All right, I have one thing that doesn't suck. So it's a two two, two things that don't suck. <laughs> just because I didn't say it earlier. Two things that don't suck. <laughs> I um, just want to talk about my journey and, you know, the progress I've made on my journey of discovering whether I have perfect pitch or not. And, oh and the needle is leaning towards yes, because, yeah, it was a few days ago we had a fire alarm at the Gaylord. So we're all standing outside the hotel and the alarm's going off. And then Bell was like, what what pitch is this? And I was like, mm, thought about it for a second. I said, it's an A. And it was. I mean, good job. It, it was hard to I'm tell for sure because you. it kind of had like two notes in the alarm. No, but so I'm starting to think, I mean, we got to keep testing this theory, but I think it's real. I was in training the other day and we we dinged a little chime to bring people back from small group talking. And all of a sudden, one of the people in the group like turned and, lo and looked at it and they said, that's a C. And I was like, <laughs> You would be welcome in my family. Oh, see, it's not just me. No. And it's so great no. that you happen to find like the one out of 500 people that yes. would do that in a room. Oh. I actually think this person would fit in very well with your <laughs> family. But there's a little little bit of a um, uh, professional boundary there that I can't yeah, cross. Yeah. But I like this person a lot. That's fun. I've been in class with people who have perfect pitch and they're insufferable. Hmm. I'll just say that. <laughs> okay, never mind. We have strong stances here. <laughs> Maybe this person would well, not no, be okay. welcome in our family. They would be welcome in our family, but being in a fucking music class with a bunch of yeah. fucking perfect pitch assholes who think they know better than you because they just magically got perfect pitch. It's not and like also, they did anything. The reality no, like is they worked at it. The reality is that like five of them don't actually have perfect yeah. pitch. They just <laughs> pretend and like think that they're cool. I think they do. <laughs> I don't think I really have perfect pitch, but I don't know. I keep trying. Like I keep just ranting. <laughs> Randomly hearing noises like the tink of a bowl or a fire alarm, and I then I'll just it. be like, "That's an F." And then I look it up, and I have been right most of the time. But then Hannah went to test me, and I totally was wrong. You, it was so, under yeah. pressure. It was you under just pressure. Have, it's got to be environmental. Much. You just have to be in the moment. Yep. And then you have perfect. Music. It's a spiritual thing. <laughs> yes, which means it's not useful when you're performing music at all. It's well, only making stuff up. Can we get out of here? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think that you're great, Salem. I think.